Bonjour, mon petit chou-fleur. <laughs> and welcome to the 25th Silver Anniversary Podcast. Yeah, 25th episode. Welcome, everybody. How are you doing? Um, just to let you know, fetcheveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers, and tout le monde. That means everybody in the world, I think, or something like that. Some websites put their best features behind a paywall. We don't do any of that. Everything on Fetch is free for everyone to use. Um, We're supported by donations from happy users, so we hope you're happy today. Are you happy today? Let us know. Looking very serene over there with your, your fingertips all touching as if you're sort of plotting to overthrow the... Plotting revenge. Yeah. On who or, or on what? I haven't worked that bit out yet. Yeah, just you just working out how you would do it, and next you need someone. Next you need the nemesis. So anyway, did I do the bit about the paywall? I did, no. didn't I? Yes, I did. You haven't done the Ron Hill specials, though. No, okay. Our podcast is sponsored by Ron Hill Specials, and they make bespoke kit for clubs, for events, for races, that sort of thing. They do pretty much all of the fetch kit that we've sold over the last 15 years. They're a really nice company to work with and we'll be ordering some new kit from them soon, uh, the fetch 15th anniversary kit. So look out for more details on that pretty soon. Um, Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Hope you're doing that already. And also visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast to leave us your comments and questions. And this week we'll be talking about various stuff really. Katie's Left Foot, mm. which is not a new movie starring Daniel Day-Lewis, but mm. uh, no. And um, Solstice Swimming, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, a new, and a new song. And a new song from How Far, yeah, thanks How Far. Looking forward to previewing that. But tell us how your training week's gone, Katie. You had a good one. I've had a good swimming week. I feel like I say that every week. Um, yeah. I, I've had a good swimming week. And that is the main thing I'm training for at the moment. So that is good that I've had a good swimming week. I've had um, a solstice swim, early hours, which you'll, you'll hear about later. Um, I've had a pool swim where I just did sort of drills. So I worked on my doggy paddle um, and some other stuff as I used my paddles a bit. Um, and then I've done two lake swims. Is that right? Have I done two lake swims? I don't yes, know. You just come I back have. all kind of moist and <laughs> exhausted. Don't say moist. There's nothing wrong with moist. All oh, right. Um, I did a lake swim on Wednesday night with a, a pal who is an awesome lady. She's taken up triathlons later in life and um, is absolutely smashing it. But she was just feeling a little bit nervous about being in the in the lake and was finding herself on the verge of, of sort of anxiety slash panic. So um, I went and we had a really good swim. And it was it's really funny the things that seem to resonate with people because I'd sort of given her a few ideas, you know, slow your breathing down, think about breathing out under the water, look at the surrounding, all this. And actually the thing that really clicked her into just swimming continuously and in a relaxed way was I said, slow down and imagine you're on your long, slow run chatting to somebody. And that just, that was it. She was off then. And actually, she although she slowed down, she was actually making faster progress, if that makes sense, because I think her stroke was more efficient and all of that. So yeah, I've definitely, on my limited experience, found that even if when you try and really push it, you get all kind of ragged and yeah and messy, and you don't you're not as efficient through the water. So yes, it's a tricky one to get right, really, isn't it? It is. It is yeah. hard to get it right, and and it's been really interesting seeing all of our couch to sprint try beginners getting used to the feeling of being in such a massively different environment and then dealing with all the stuff that you have to deal with as well with swimming with the breathing and and the whatnot so um, but she did really well and I really enjoyed that swim we did a a big lap of the big lake and a little bit more and then yesterday I cycled over to Box End which I'm getting more and more sort of confident about doing and um, did my swim and strangely enough biked home again having had a nice little drinky in the bar Mm. um I'm calling it the traditional swoosh drink, which is um, Whitley Neal rhubarb and ginger gin with ginger ale. Yeah. That's what I've, I've decided now. That is my own personal traditional. Yeah, swish I remember most drink. of that evening from last last year. I think I <laughs> fell asleep on the roof. <laughs> we got through. The four of us got through quite a large amount of a bottle of Whitley Neal, didn't we? 
Yeah, yeah. And the, the place where we were staying had a very safe roof. Um, yeah, we with, were supposed to be on it, weren't we? Really? Yeah, with kind of astroturf, so you could sort of clamber yeah. up there and, and look at the, the view yeah. and stuff. And I just remember waking up with a nightjar and silver shadow gently prodding <laughs> me, saying, you better go to bed now, I think. <laughs> but yeah. it was lovely up there, and yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll have similar experiences. I'm sure. So, yeah. the, so the cycling was, was good, and... Um, Yesterday morning, I even did some coaching of bike skills. So cycled over to Priory Business Park and met with a group of about nine beginners. Um, some of them are more experienced than me, actually. So. You <laughs> there, start screaming. <laughs> and, another, and another coach as well. So um, both of us are new to, to triathlon coaching. But um, but my my partner yesterday, she's a very experienced running coach, so uh, it was good to have her there. And we did we did braking, we did balance and coordination, and we did oh mountain dismount on the bike, um, yeah. which was really good fun. And I personally learned how to scoot and then swing my leg over. I think that's called a scooting mount. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Let's call it that. I think everybody listening probably understand yeah. what that is. Most people listening would go, so what? that's what we've all done for years. Yeah. But for me, it was actually quite a big moment. And for several of the beginners, it was a massive moment. And it was watching them achieve it that made me think, oh, come on. Yeah. You can do it. Look at them. Yeah. They all gathered round while you tried it? No, they'd all what? gone. Okay. <laughs> Oh, well, wow. well, that's really good. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna do another one as well. They've asked for another little workshop. They were keen they? on another one, but I don't know when we're gonna fit it in because we've got our um, next weekend. They're going to do open water and then transition into bike, and I think we've got. Oh, I won't say just in case we haven't. Um, we might have someone who's who's. I think he's a pro um, triathlete coming to to help with that. So, but I'm not gonna not gonna say that just in case. Um, so we've got to fit that in. And then I think there's only about three weekends and it's actually their race. So we'll mm. we'll try. We'll definitely try and fit in another bike skills because they did seem to really like it. Exciting. Yeah, good stuff. So my, my training week has been good from the swimming. We won't mention the running. I don't think we'll bother. I've managed one three-mile run. It was fine. Yeah. That's, so, all, uh, that's all I have to say. Just for the benefit of the tape, how how is your foot today? What's What's happening with your foot? So um, there's there's so in my featured blog later there is a line that I can I really do <laughs> just totally relate to, which is something I think it's something along the lines of being a Google hypochondriac. So if you if you listen if you recognise that phrase from your blog, I've just spoiled you, you're going to be the featured blog this week. But not so much as a Google hypochondriac, but I just feel like I'm getting new pain after new pain <laughs> in various places, and my left foot seems to be one of these places. And now. After cycling, which I thought was just such an innocuous thing to do, really, five miles to the lake and back, I've got a pain in the ball of my foot underneath my second toe, which is the whole, <gasps> Morton's neuroma um, worry. <laughs> you're looking at me like you have no idea what that is. I, I don't really know what that is, no. <laughs> and it probably isn't Morton's neuroma. So it probably is nothing, and it feels a lot better today, so I'm just ignoring it. Anyway, waffle, done. You. Me. Do me now. Do you. Um, so at the end of last week, I did all three of my Project Joker sessions and I came away from the last tempo run feeling like my hamstring was just a little bit sort of going, Ian, um, about me, can we do something about me, please? So I took it easy for a couple of days and then Tuesday morning I went out and did, I thought I'd do a long run because that's the kind of least efforty kind of one you can sort of relax a little bit and I, I felt comfortable doing the distance so my hamstring felt a little bit sort of tired I would say at about three and a half miles and I was aiming to do about seven and a half so I thought well I'll carry on and just take it easy and then the hamstring went away and then out of nowhere my calf started going Paping, paping, like that. So I don't know whether or not I've sort of compensated for my hamstring by doing more with my calf or something like that. I think you've just caught my my pain symphony. Uh, uh, roaming pain roaming syndrome. Roaming pain syndrome. Yeah. 
So my cough was a, a bit odd after that. So that was Tuesday. So I had a couple of days off and then I thought, right, I'll get back on it now on Friday. But I wasn't going to do any of my speed work or, or threshold run because I didn't want to break anything. Yeah, um, very sensible. So I just went out and did a five mile trot up and down the canal path. Uh, and that was fine. My calf felt maybe a little bit tight after that, but I've had another couple of days over the weekend just doing virtually nothing. Mm. Um, so hopefully that will it will all have settled down and, and it is probably no more than a minor ping. But if I said to you, yes, seven and a half inches, slightly bendy, dragon heartstring, would you know what I was talking about? <laughs> I was a bit worried for a second. Yes. <laughs> I would know what you were talking about. You would be talking about a wand. Yes, Thank of course. The Lord. Yeah. Um, so I've. <laughs> Jeez. I nearly put that in the show notes, but I thought I'm, I'm not going to tell no. her in advance. Um, so I've downloaded Harry Potter Wizards Unite on my phone, which, if you've ever played Pokemon Go, it's by the same uh, people, um, but it's obviously all about Harry Potter. So instead of collecting Pokemon, you're collecting wizarding artifacts. So it's, as far as I can tell, it's almost identical in, in terms mm. of gameplay, but there's undoubtedly aficionados who are going to write in to say, oh, no, no, it's completely different. So I went wandering along the high street with my phone. Wandering. Wandering, yes. Very good. Picking up various different artefacts. And the, the the issue is is that you can't just hold your phone down as though you're kind of like scrolling through a website. You've got to hold it up in order to match the location of where all these different things are. So you end up sort of looking as though you're taking photos of people on the street as you're mm. wandering about. Um, wandering again. Mm. Um, so it was good. He just sort of felt a bit self-conscious about it. But Did you get punched at all? No, I got. I think I probably got a few funny looks, but I was too engrossed in... in... You're used to those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't need no phone for that. Uh, so it was good fun, and I'm always, like, interested in games like that because we obviously have our GPS games like Who Squares Wins and uh, Fetch Point on, on the site. Um, mm. So it's always interesting to sort of see the different gameplay ideas and what you can sort of steal and borrow, improve, make worse, that kind of thing. Mm. So I've got this idea for um, uh, improvement or an alternative version of Who Squares Wins where the, you start with 64 players all on the same grid um, and you play for a week and you're all trying to get squares off each other and at the end of that week the bottom 32 people get eliminated and then mm. the following week it's... 32 people all trying to get into the top half. What so. happens to the people that have been eliminated? Because I ask that because I know I'll be I'll be in that bottom half. Um, well, you might not even be in the 64 because I was thinking of making it so that the, the top 64 ranked players oh, would get into it. So it's something so you've got to... me while I'm down. Put, okay. put more effort into it. But in any case, I'm concerned about this 32 that get kicked out after the first week so what do they do do they get to play amongst themselves or? okay well here, here's how that would work that um those 32 get matched up with another 32 players from further down the uh, the rankings okay so eventually you would get caught up in the game if not immediately a few years in the future no not, not as much as that okay maybe a couple of months okay no, it should be fun it should be interesting to see how it changes the dynamic and how it alters the way people play that hopefully will be available in the next couple of weeks i don't think it's going to take too much programming to sort that out on to some comments from users now and um minardi says that we talk a lot about the swoosh um but what is it exactly okay so um it's actually the full name is the bantham swoosh and it's an event a swimming event that's laid on by the outdoor swimming society and the reason it's called the Bantham Swish is because it finishes at Bantham Beach. And the very last bit of it is quite a strong tidal current. So you do literally get swooshed along at the end for the last few hundred metres. You have a current helping you all the way, actually, but you don't really notice it until you get towards the end. Um, so it starts inland at high tide at a place called Afton Gifford. I think I'm pronouncing that in the correct way. 
So you, you kind of stand around in a car park uh, around about high tide and they sort of herd you into the water. It's a very chilled out. It's not one of these aggressive mass water starts where there's all sorts of punching and kicking. You all sort of wander into the water nice and easy. And um, the first little bit, you, there's no overtaking as well because it's a narrow channel to begin with. So it's all very relaxed and chilled. And, and then the channel widens. And you, after about the first kilometre, the water becomes really clear and you can see the sort of golden sand at the bottom of the estuary. And it's just in this lovely estuary where there are trees either side. It's very pretty. It's, it's a, quite a wide estuary. So you, and the instructions are sort of, you swim this side for this bit and then you cross over and you swim that side. But the safety crew are all there sort of telling yeah. you when to go and what to there's do. There's loads of kayaks and paddle boards in the water. Yeah, there? and there's, there's a couple of ribs, I think, and there's a few um, jet skis. And yeah, and you swim along and then gradually, as you get closer to the, to the um, beach, the current starts to carry you faster and faster. And at this point, you're near the boats. So you have to be a little bit careful because you're swimming forwards and you're being carried forwards and there's still objects in the water. So you have to do a bit of sighting, uh, which is quite important. Um, and you weave your way through those as the safety crew direct. And then suddenly there's this lovely pink boathouse, which is just around the corner from the finishing point, about three or 400 metres away. So how far is the entire thing? What, so the entire distance? distance is six kilometres, but mm. in all reality, and going on my training times for last year and my actual time for last year, I think it's probably equivalent of four kilometres or maybe a little bit more than four. But last year, for example, my longest training swim was 5K in the lake, and that took me about two hours. And I finished the Bantham Swish in about 1 hour 41 by my watch. So mm. that was when I stepped out of the water. My official time was 1 hour 43, but the timing mat is a little way across the beach. And I was sort of wandering, looking dazed, confused and grinning. Yeah, with so, a big beard of sand. A big beard of sand. Yeah, that's one of my notes to myself this year is when I see the pink boathouse, just give my face a little wash. Oh, you're not going for the old no. sand beard look again? No, I don't think so. No. I'm going to lose that one. Yeah, so that's what the Bantham Swish is. When you get out of the water, you get, you get pulled out by uh, these volunteers. You you go across, you go across the timing mat to make sure that you've been counted in. That It's not really a race, but for safety reasons, obviously, they give you a, a chip and you, they want to make sure that everyone's in. So once you've crossed the timing mat, they also want you to give in your chip so they know that you haven't then wandered back out into the sea and been swept away yeah and and then you get given a towel so you go back over the dunes and there's a warming tent if you need that and you get given your your towel that's your sort of souvenir and there's a bunch of food stalls and we yeah. just sat there for a good Ages. few hours just you refueling yeah. and me getting hay fever yes <laughs> this time last year yeah let's and, make um, sure you're dosed up this year yeah and from my point of view i dropped you off in the morning sort of stupid o'clock yeah um and then i went for a run tried to follow the path of the river um up to where you were swimming from to see mm. if i could spot the swimmers and try and you know mm. it's virtually impossible to spot you so i, I yeah. ran through a lot of hills and through a, a field of bulls which is quite mm. interesting they just sort of stared at me really and I got a few glimpses of the river, but the further I went, the further away from the river I was going. So yeah. um, I ended up turning around and, and getting back down to the beach in time to see you sort of getting coming out. And it was nice. So, yeah. And the next comment we had is from Autumn Leaves, who um, was very keen to hear more about how the site came into being. And uh, this week, her question was, how did the name come into being, please? Well, this goes back to around about... 1999, I think. So a whole 20 years ago now, I was living in Bracknell, of all places, on my own. I sat down to watch a movie, and it was Leon, The Professional, which is a movie I'd watched a couple of times before, so I knew it was a really good one. I remember drinking quite a lot of wine whilst I was watching it, on my own, unfortunately. There's a scene where, the, without giving too much away, the assassin is in his flat and the police chief is trying to extract him from his flat and the first squad of, of heavily tooled up guys go in to try and uh, get him out and so the police chief gets really angry and he turns to his second in command 
and he says, bring me everyone. And the other bloke goes, you what, mate? <laughs> and he goes, everyone, like that. And I'll try and insert the sound clip so you can hear it done properly. Um, but I thought, oh, fetch everyone. I'll, I'll register that domain name. And I don't know why, but I did. Um, and I thought to myself that it would be a good name for a party. And at that point, I decided I wanted to have a, a party in Caffili Castle where every person I invited could invite a certain number of people. And then we'd have some kind of big banquet or something called the Fetch Everyone Banquet. But I don't know enough people. <laughs> So it didn't really... Yeah, I mean, who could you invite? It's just an impossible question. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, I know more people now. Um, so There's always people listening going, oh... Well, I would have come. <laughs> I thought he liked me. Yeah. Well, obviously, this is before any of you listeners had ever even heard of it as well. So, so perhaps we should do that. Perhaps we should have a banquet in Caffili Castle. So let us know if you're up for that. Um, so that's where the name came from and I registered the domain sort of around about that time and it was a good sort of five years before I did anything to do with running but that's for another time. So I posed a question on the podcast thread this week about the Sri Chinmoy self-transcendence ultra and that's a 3100 mile ultra. That's quite a long way, That's isn't it? That's a very long way. Yeah. So it's based over 59, 52 days. So the people have to run 59 miles every day Gosh. for that amount of time. And, and it's not just sort of like, okay, so we'll run from, I don't know, Moscow to Shanghai or something like that or whatever it is. It's an 800-meter lap round a, a block in New York. That's why they call it the self-transcendence thing because there's such a a mental hurdle to get over the fact that you're just going round and round this very small circuit so many times. Yeah, um, I think the thing that that jumps into my mind the, the sort of most about this thing is m- my least favourite place in the world to run is Bedford High Street. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, this, this race is just going to be like that for 59 miles every day yeah i can't bear the quarter of a mile of bedford high street it just winds me up all the people and the dodging and the ducking and so yeah i'm guessing you do have to literally transcend oneself (laughs) there were were people saying that they they could see themselves running ahead of themselves yeah like that's weird literally having an out-of-body experience it made me think and i think Sly also commented on uh, the thread as well to say how could I try and replicate something about how this feels so I was thinking about doing my long run this week but doing it just around the block outside the house so I haven't measured it yet but you'll go insane love I might go insane but I might also kind of find myself on on another plane do you mean the the our road, just go out of the road. door, turn left, turn yeah. left, turn left, turn left, home again. I think that's only about point one of a mile or something. Well, I know. I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to do is, because <clears> the, <throat> the people doing the three Chinmoy, I've got an 800-metre thing, mm. and they're doing it for 52 miles. days. Mm. By making the, the lap even smaller, yeah. I'm condensing that experience into one seven-mile long run. Will so, you run the same way round for the entire seven miles or will you switch direction every now and again well that's the one concession they make to spicing things up a bit is that every day they go a different wise around the clock right sometimes it's clockwise and sometimes it's anti-clock i was thinking about doing that and that, oh. uh, so i don't know whether anybody else fancies trying that out this week do you fancy that if i could run for definite i would try it over a shorter distance i yeah. think you could do a little fetch point for me on the on the front. <laughs> You'd be there so often. I'd like, oh, God, here we go again. Yeah. Come That's on, fair. cheer, damn you. So, yeah, I, I've got a seven and a half mile, eight mile long run to do. So I'll, I'll give that a go this week. Okay. And see just how nuts I go. Yeah, so various people have said that the closest they've got to it, um, how far has done a six hour track race, so 400 metre track. Uh, Sam Jelfs 
is doing six kilometer laps in a last man standing race. Oh yeah, so that's uh, one of those ones, isn't it, where you start on the hour, I think. You start on the hour, so you have to be ready to start. So if you don't finish a 6K, you're out, basically. So if yeah. you're getting, obviously your pace is going to get slower. But I mean, they do one a bit like that at Box End. It's do you kind of try and take the full hour to do the running part so you can mm. take that as easily as possible or do you try and run it at a reasonably brisk pace so that you've got longer to recover what's the best strategy so yeah sam what is your strategy for running the the 6k loops um how do you do it and does it change throughout i don't know um and happy g says he's done 26 laps of a four mile loop for a 24 hour race so did you have any out-of-body experiences during that? We'd love to hear about those. So what site features have you been working on this week? Well, funny you should ask me that, Katie. Um, I'm still working on the annual summary infographic thing. I think mm-hmm. since last week, uh, I've now put some stuff in the gallery showing where I've got up to. So rather than it just being like a Photoshop image now, it is actually all being rendered from the live data so I've been looking at my own data and looking at a couple of other random users data just to see that it's all sort of coming together nicely so I'm really hoping that that's going to be something I can make available for people uh, in the coming week and um, so it's an annual summary which is maybe not the best timing to sort of have that available in June but um, Mm. Uh, I might make it so that you can see the, your most recent 12 months as well, just to see how that would work. Yeah, um, yeah so it's sort of a bit of an all-consuming project, really, to get that sorted. So you've got to keep focused on it. Well, so. I keep poking you with it. I feel a bit bad, really, because I keep going, well, this is great, but where's the swimming? Where, where's the little, where's the swimming-specific stats? And, and I'm sure then probably are cyclists out there going what about the cycling specific and i know they a lot there is overlap i yeah. think there are certain things that you're used to seeing in your swimming data yeah well for one thing runners tend to like things in pace per mile so minutes per mile or minutes mm. per kilometer or whatever yeah. cyclists tend to prefer miles an hour yeah and swimmers are what it's per uh, 100 meters a lot of the time we yeah. get that's one of the sort of averages that we get on our um watches and whatnot is per hundred meters yeah um so i'm usually quite interested in so how far and and obviously how fast i did the entire thing and then i'm quite keen to see my per hundred meter average yeah whether i'm in the pool or in the lake i'm quite interested to see that um i tend not to look at my cadence too much maybe i should look at it and there is this weird thing called as wolf yeah wolf never quite understood that it sort of seems quite arbitrary Yeah, I don't know where that one came from. It is a kind yeah. of a combination of things, isn't it? Well, the good news is that the vast majority of stuff that I've built, you can just sort of point it at your biking or swimming and it'll mm. produce those stats that just might not be as easily consumable. But um, Yeah, I think if I was to have an annual summary of my swimming, for example, the things that I'd like to see are the, the things I've mentioned, but I'd also like to see how many hours and how many miles I did in open water and probably the same for the pool. Okay, so a breakdown um, by, by category then as yeah, well. Yeah, I think so. That's cool. That should be pretty easy. So cyclists, have you got anything that you want specifically? Yeah, and, and runners too, just let us know yeah. the things that you would like to see summarised. You know, if, you're, yeah. if I were to ask you about your year, how would you summarise it? So we've been looking around the site for our forum favourites and blog favourites, and I'd just like to point out that... We have some very running and biking and swimming focused threads that have lots of really useful advice about all of those things. Um, And we do take those very seriously. Indeed. But what we also take seriously are our other threads because ultimately there's only a limited amount of time that any of us can spend thinking about running, biking and swimming. Mm. And our attention often wanders onto other subjects like for example gravel on doormats yeah and it and it can't be ignored no and it, and it shouldn't be no no for too long it has been ignored mm. we need to take back control i'm glad sunday's done though because that was quite a tricky day all in all really wasn't it with the gravel gravel is better on tuesdays but nellas can't do tuesdays okay but how far has a friday that he could spare that oh yeah with the correct 
modifications could be made to look like a Tuesday. Are we still on Soft Beach? Because I don't remember that being changed. I remember us moving into Battleship Grey briefly, but that could have just been a hallucination uh, okay. brought on by the form filling. Yeah, I'd, I advise everyone to make sure they've checked the thread. Yes. The thread we're referring to is called Interesting Pieces of Gravel I've Found on My Front Doormat. Mm. We can say no more about this. No. But if you know, you know. And be careful who you tell. Yes. Tell no one. That was quite tense, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 All right. Um, Let's lighten the mood by talking about someone's injury issues. <laughs> this isn't about somebody's injuries issues. Injuries issues. This this isn't about injury issues. Actually, I I wanted to focus on um, Sharky's blog this week. Um, I've been having a look at it, and it's really interesting. So the 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 cool thing with Sharky is that she is focused on much shorter distances with running, and she also does field events. She, she takes place in the the track and field um, type area of of running, and so it's it's just a real breath of fresh air. It's really interesting. Um, also featured in her blog um, some interesting infographics of where her dog sleeps when she's not around. I saw that. <laughs> Um, and we've all experienced that if we've all got dogs. My dog also, yeah. He sleeps on the duvet when I, yeah. the doors are open. They just like to get their bum on the pillow. Yeah. I don't know why. It's the most fragrant part. <laughs> um, but also um, the other bit of Sharky's bug, which is just fantastic, and I'm sure the pictures are in the gallery as well, are the pictures of Sharky's mother-in-law, um, who took part in the second ever London Marathon. Sharky's mother-in-law is a feisty 87-year-old, by the sounds of it, who herself has just been injured and who is still planning a half marathon later this year. Um, but there's some really fabulous pictures of her um, doing that second ever London Marathon. Um, so, yeah, that's the blog I'm pointing at you at this week. It's a, it's different. It's a breath of fresh air. It's not all about long runs and, and all of that. It's it's track work, and it makes a big difference. Sharky is making a comeback from an injury, and uh, you can go and give, you her, give her your opinion on her puffy ankle, if you like, um, just to help her out over these last few days. But, um, yeah, it's a really good blog to have a look at. Sharky, do you ever pretend that you are a very speedy <laughs> hobbit? Like maybe sprinting away from Sauron. We've got some fetchies to feature. Um, this week we've got a question from Pot Hunter. So over to him now. Hello, fetchies. It's Pot Hunter here. I'm currently walking down the Strand, so please forgive any background traffic noise. My contribution to the podcast this week takes the form of a question relating to Wava. When I look at my Wava stats, for each individual distance, I understand what's going on, but I'm wondering how feasible it is to compare across distances. For example, my 5k Wava is just under 71, my marathon Wava is just under 60. Does that mean I underperformed in the marathon or overperformed in the 5k, or is it not possible to compare Wavas like that? Looking forward to hearing what the statistics say. And thanks for a fantastic podcast. Thanks, Pot Hunter. And it's a question I've looked at in the past. I haven't got the en masse stats to hand, um, but I can tell you from my own um, Wava scores that, um, yeah, I, I'm getting sort of 63, 64% from around the 5k, 10k type races. And then it slowly starts to dip away. So by the time I get up to half marathon, I'm down around the sort of 59%. And my marathon Wawa is, is a fairly paltry 49% by comparison. So um, mine dips off and I think it's it really is not uncommon. What have you found, Katie? Yeah, I'm just looking at mine actually. So my best ever Wawa was my 5k. Um, and that was in 2008, and I got just over 70% Wava. Um, my best ever marathon was London 2008, and that's a 55% Wava. And I was just going to have a quick look at my London marathon uh, in 2050. That was actually, it wasn't far off, it was a 54.9% Wava, even though it was a good 15 minutes slower. 
I think it's fairly common to see that that drop off in in Wava from half marathon and above. And I think it's possibly because um, we can't, as as sort of amateur athletes, we can't quite put the training in to maintain the effort that we're able to do for the shorter distances. So um, it's common across the board. Um, for the, if we look at any kind of race predictors, the the standard ones that you see out there, they tend to be pretty good around the five k between going from five k to ten k and back. They tend to be pretty good, pretty spot on, and most people's wavers are very very similar between five k and ten k if they've done enough of them. But then the predictions just start to fall away, and the wavers fall away for for marathons. So yeah. if you are someone who's bucked that trend let us know um, and we'll, we'll come and look at your data. Mm. Um, and I'll also try and, and gather together some, some bigger stats on that for next week. And we've also got a contribution from you, Katie. Yeah, so this week, Heligant and I went solstice swimming, which she suggested and was inspired by Runner Bean to do so. I looked at it and thought, yeah, OK, give that a go. Uh, so here we are. We've both done some recordings, actually. So, Katie, what is a solstice swim, then? OK, so there's a winter solstice and a summer solstice, and the summer solstice is the longest day. OK, so it basically we needed to get up jolly early in order to catch the sunrise. And um, so that's what we did, and here's our recordings. Good morning, Fetchies. It's ten past four in the morning, and I'm about to go and meet... A friend off the internet, elegant, and we're going to go swimming in the river uh, at sunrise, which is at 4.44 today, um, and we're doing this, <laughs> I don't know why we're doing this, we're doing this because it's the longest day, and we are celebrating that fact, uh, it's looking really gorgeous outside, um, so I'll take lots of photos too, and uh, check in with you in a bit, okay, bye-bye. Hello, this is Heligant. It's 20 past four in the morning of the 21st of June, the longest day. It's dawn, it's already quite light, and I'm out with Mr and Jet. We're on our way to the outdoor swimming place in Bedford, one of the many places where it's possible to swim in the river. When I left home this morning, the birds were singing really loudly because uh, the sky was pink. Dawn was obviously coming. It's a little bit later now and everything's quite bright. It's hard to believe the sun hasn't actually risen. And the sound you can hear is our footsteps as we walk down towards the river. I'm hoping to meet another fetchy here for this rather strange early morning swim. I'm hoping you can hear some of that bird song in the background. I can hear a cuckoo as well as all the water birds that are on the nearby um, lake. The water in the river is high. It's been raining quite a bit recently, but it looks very still and there's almost no current, so I can see the trees reflecting in the water. On the other side of the river, I can see that someone is camping, but the grass and the reeds are so high that I can only just see the top of their tent. And this uh, usual swimming spot from earlier in the year is also quite overgrown at the side. Um, It looks as if we've abandoned it, which of course we have, because we've been doing the longest swims in Box End Lake. Um, my compatriot has arrived. I just wanted to um, ask, um, are you here? I'm here. Brilliant. I think we're just going to record another piece for Fetch. <laughs> so um, we're here at the riverbank and I, I've just got one question for Halligan and that is, um, why are we doing this? <laughs> Maybe I think, I think perhaps the only answer is because we can. Yes. <laughs> it's... it's um, it's an opportunity and I think it's Beanie recently has really got me thinking about not wasting the time that we have 
and when the idea popped into my mind yesterday, it just seemed... <laughs> I thought, oh, I'll see if anyone else is up for this. Um, if they're not, I'll sleep in. If they are, I'll turn up and we'll get wet, and it's, it'll be fun. And, and we look at that sky and just listen to the birds. It's wonderful, isn't it? I, we have taken some photos, and um, we'll, we'll do a few more and put them in the gallery, Fetchy, so you, you can kind of get the feel of it, but... It's absolutely stunning here. The water is flat, calm. The sky is clear, but it's got those kind of picturesque clouds in it. The moon is still up and the, and the sky is a little bit pink down at the bottom, fading into a kind of light blue. And it's just reflected in the river. It's gorgeous. Anyway, I'm going to stop waffling because we're going to go for a swim now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, Fetchies, I've just said Toriota, elegant in the lovely jet and um elegance man and i'm walking home i'm my my fingers are a bit chilly but the river was gorgeous we were in for about 10 minutes and we had a lovely chatty little swim up and down there are these beautiful birds swimming nearby that look like very very elegant and tiny seagulls so i don't know what type of bird they are a black head um and an orange beak and they're pale gray um and it's just stunning and so worth getting up for um, and I'm feeling very much alive and um, yeah so thank you Beanie for inspiring Elegant to decide that she wanted to do this because um, I don't think I'd have done it off my own back so thanks all and I'm just going to take one final picture of the sun over Priory Marina um, and um, have a good day all. Bye. You absolute nutcases. But well done, that sounds fantastic. Were you hallucinating though about the birds swimming in the river? <laughs> yeah, I clearly had got that wrong. They were definitely flying. They yeah. were dipping down to near the surface to get little insects and they were flying quite close to us. And they were very pretty. It didn't feel at all mad actually when we were there and in the water. It was just so beautiful. The water was really quite warm once we were in and um, there wasn't a moment when I felt uncomfortable in the water. If you get the opportunity to do these things and you think oh I don't want to get up at that time or you know whatever it's out of your comfort zone just try and grab them because I've never regretted it. Not once have I regretted doing any of the... I didn't regret doing the full moon swim I certainly didn't regret this one and I, I just think go for it. Do things that challenge you a little bit. Yeah, I've certainly loved very early morning runs. Yeah. Everything's so peaceful. Yeah. Um, it's definitely worth doing once, if you even if you never repeat it. Yeah. Uh, just give it a go. And on that chilled out vibe, we've got another contribution from the awesome How Far, who's been sampling away and has put together another song for us. And I think this one is just called Pie. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. I'm here.
love it thank you so much how far it's another great one um it makes me think of being in a kind of underground cave with water dripping i don't know why but it just does yeah in a nice way not in a kind of like trapped by pirates no no in a completely chilled out underground cave with water dripping type way yeah do you not get that it's nice yeah no (laughs) i've I've said it before but uh, uh, both of these songs have reminded me of the orb so in particular, there's an album called Adventures Beyond the Ultra World. Mm. So if you like that kind of music, I'd really recommend listening to that. I'd be interested to know how long it takes you, how far to pick out the little bits, uh, the little samples of, of, of voices that you end up using. Obviously, there was a real numbers theme this week. Yeah, I know myself editing, you know, it, t- it takes longer than you imagine it would and there's a lot of toing and froing and going back to find the bit that you want. So I'd be interested to know how long it takes to find what you want to use. Yeah. Um, and are you planning any more? Because that would be just lovely, really, really not, enjoyable. No pressure though. Yeah. You know, he's got a life, he's got to lead. <laughs> yeah, well, it's secondary. If he's enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So um, what's your plan this week then, Katie? What are you going to be up to? My plan this week, I've definitely reached that point uh, where you're training for any big event where you're sick to death of doing the long stuff and you want to have some fun. So um, I've done my longest swim. Um, I'm going to just have some fun, I think, over the next couple of weeks before the swoosh. 
I have the Aquathlon is in my diary for this Thursday, but it depends on the old left foot. I'd like to do it. It's a 800 meter swim and then a 5K off-road. It's very, very off-road. It's entirely on grass that may or may not have been cut. You never quite know until you get there. Um, and there's a little bit that goes off into a very hillocky sort of area. Can't say it's hills, but hillocky. Um, so I'd like to do those things. Um, and other than that, it's just keeping myself safe and well for the for the swish, really. How about you? Um, well, hopefully my calf will be good, but I will try that out tomorrow. I think I'll try and do my long run um, three chin moi style tomorrow morning. Okay, look forward um, to that. So <laughs> do you think I should pre-warn the neighbours in case they wonder why they're going to see me about eight miles, quarter of a mile laps, 32 times running past each of their houses? There's a, the angry bloke around the corner might cause a bit of fuss. It might be interesting to see whether any of them pick up on the fact that you do it rather than warning them. We have yeah. a Facebook group for our road and it's... I don't think... We're not curtain twitches in this road, but we certainly like to keep abreast of what's going on and we do any suspicious behaviour going on is reported and talked about in great detail quite often. So I think you shouldn't warn them and we'll just keep a look just on our Facebook anybody... group. Yeah, um, wonders about my mental state or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And the only other thing we've got to decide is, are we going to buy a bigger tent? I reckon we should because yeah. uh, it looked pretty awesome. The the idea of being able to sort of walk into the tent without having to sort of crawl into it as a crawling into a tunnel yeah. um, is quite appealing. And hopefully it means we'll do some more camping because we'll feel we'll have to justify purchase. Yeah. So I'm up for it. Okay. And we yeah. want somewhere for the dogs, don't we? Yeah, so a little portrait for the dogs to, to mm. stay and then we can yeah. go off with gay abandon then for the rest of the day. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Hopefully you already are. Visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast with your comments and questions. And do call in to our sponsor, uh, Ron Hill Specials. Ta-ra. Bye then.